the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, what do you know? The weather. I got the phone call. He said, hey, can you fill in for me? Actually, he didn't sound like that at all. Actually, I didn't talk to him at all. He's just feeling a little under the weather. Love filling in for Pete. It's like old times again. Yeah, sorry. Pete's not. Pete's not with you this morning. That's That's the bad news. The even worse news is I'm with you. I'm John Caldera. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. How fun was it to hear Jimmy Sangenberger in those great interview with Joe O'Day and Chris Christie? So I I just have to tee off on, on this. And it's one of the things I've never quite understood about some conservatives. Uh, Stay with me on this. I tell you what. Let's not talk about abortion for just a minute. Take the little abortion issue, and I love this term because it's such an annoying little term. And let's just stick a pin in it. You like that one? Stick a pin in it. We put it on a little post-it note. We'll just stick a pin in it right over there. We're going to put abortion aside. We'll pick it up in just a minute. So one of my favorite issues is, of course, gun rights. I live in the People's Republic of Boulder. And if you remember, my gun rights get trampled on, well, pretty regularly. And I become a criminal for doing nothing. And back in 2013, the legislature, the legislature passed a magazine ban. Now, before this, Colorado had, as proper, no limit on magazines because it's silly. And so you could buy any magazine you wanted. And so you could buy ridiculously stupid magazines, which were kind of gimmicky magazines, they weren't very reliable, but you could buy a standard capacity 17-round magazine for your Glock 17 and a standard 30-round magazine for your AR-15. Those were standard. And then, out of nowhere, the legislature said, we need to have 15-round limits. And on that 15-round limit, that's that's the magic number. And God declared, there shall only be 15 rounds in a magazine. Why? Oh, uh, uh, uh. sounds good. 15, yeah, 15. That'll save lives. Yeah, 15. 15, 15? Okay, 15. Yeah, okay. Um, and it, it was ridiculous. A year or two later, one of... The crazy Democrats who was on what's known as the Kill Committee. The Kill Committee is the committee that the legislature, the uh, Speaker of the House, sends the bills that she wants to die uh, to because they have enough 
Democrat votes and just goes there. Anything she doesn't want to get to the floor, you send to the kill committee. The technical name is the State Affairs Committee. And the, the thing is, you just send bills there and it dies because there are more Democrats on that committee than Republicans. And Joe Salazar, flighty Democrat, made a comment that he'd be open to to increasing the magazine limit from 15 to 30 rounds. Now, I jumped on this, and I said, this is, this is a huge opportunity. It is a massive step in the right direction. Having no limit at all is, of course, the goal. But to go from a 15-round limit to a 30-round limit means that everything from a Glock 17 to an AR-15, all those standard round magazines, now become legal again. And, you know, the tricked-out magazines are the ones that are, are illegal. And we can work on those later. So it solves 99% of the problems. And I'm thinking, holy moly, this is our moment. And Republicans, of course, are going to jump all over this. We'll get it through the kill committee, and it'll go through the, it'll go on the floor of the House, and then we'll get everybody to vote for it. And this this could be a solution. Oh my God, a solution. What I didn't expect, what I could not expect, and maybe I should have, was that a bunch of pro-gun Republicans objected to it and wouldn't vote for it. Now, this, this boggled my mind. Like, wait a minute, we, we, got, a, we got something here that says we, we can solve so much of the problem, make a huge step forward, not just make an incremental victory, but a massive victory on our way to destroying this limit altogether. Their response was, any limit at all is wrong. And if I vote to increase the limit from 15 to 30, I am still voting for a limit on magazine capacity. And that, from a purist point of view, is wrong. Really? You're making a terrible situation a whole lot better. You're solving 99% of the problem. You're making it so that Coloradans cannot be prosecuted. You're allowing them to exercise their freedom again, but because you are so purist, you're going to keep us chained into this anti-gun stance. And by the way, there are lots of handguns that are now unaccessible to us because of the 15-round limit. What I mean by that, if you're not a gunny, is that there are a lot of standard, really good handguns 
that come in a 16, 17, 18 round magazine. That's the standard that they ship with. And the manufacturer doesn't make a 15 round or less version for that gun. I think the Springfield XD is one of them. There's a whole bunch. And so you can buy the gun. You just cannot legally, underline the word legally, purchase the magazine. So it's like buying a, a regular toy, but it's illegal to buy the battery. Yeah, so you can't buy you can buy the gun, but it's useless. So we now have scores of guns in Colorado that are de facto banned. And if you remember back in 2013, they promised, they promised that there would be no guns banned. Well, technically, in that very Clinton-esque, Polis-like way, I guess they're right. But, in fact, they are banned. Because why would you buy a gun you could never shoot? Because you can't get the magazine for it. Anyway, my point being, I didn't understand how these Republicans couldn't vote for this. And they're thinking, how in the world could you vote to expand the limit, because then you're saying a limit is okay. It's like, no, you're not saying a limit is okay. Not saying that at all. You're saying the way to get from this terrible limit to no limit on magazines is this is a massive step towards that end. The way to get to Hitler in Berlin is to land on Omaha Beach. It's a step to get to there, right? Where am I going with all this? So, listening to Jimmy this morning and, and hearing a couple callers talk about how they will not vote for Joe O'Day. And, and by the way, Jimmy is one of the kindest, smartest guys. He, he's, he's much too civilized and sophisticated. Um, listening to these, these people say that they cannot vote for Joe O'Day because he's pro-abortion. Ah, see, now he took the pin out of the abortion thing and brought, brought it back. Think about this for a while. It's very much the same logic of not voting to expand the gun magazines. The only, only, let me say it again, only reason... Roe versus Wade was overturned was because we have a court, a Supreme Court, that that did it. If we did not have, if we did not have our final, wonderful um, Trump pick, Comey Barrett, Amy Comey Barrett, on that court, it wouldn't have happened. Oh, yes. Yeah, the decision was 6-3. But keep in mind, John Roberts did not want to be, didn't want that to go as far as it went. He wanted to just agree with the um, expanding the limit, saying, yes, I forget which state it was, said, no, this, this limit of 15 weeks, that would have been legal. It was the other guys who said, no, the whole thing should be, should be trashed. Roe versus Wade was a poor decision, 
poorly thought out on poor legal grounds, it should be overturned. Roberts said, yeah, I agree with you, but it's too fast to do that. We need to do it in steps. If Amy Coleman Barrett wasn't there, yeah, you would have had a partial victory. People who wanted it overturned would not have the victory that they had if not for that pick, if not for Trump being elected. But it's more than just Trump being elected. Brett Kavanaugh and she and Gorsuch had to be nominated and be confirmed by the Senate. Those were nasty fights. Those were nasty fights. If there weren't enough Republicans to get them through, it wouldn't have happened. Oh, and let's keep in mind, for everyone who hates Mitch McConnell, and he is a wonderful guy to hate for lots of good reasons, Mitch McConnell is the guy who helped shepherd so many of those people through. Our current AG, the, the guy who's going after Trump, he would be sitting on the Supreme Court if, if Mitch McConnell didn't stall that pick when Obama chose him after Scalia died. So my point being, you can vote against against O'Day for any reason you like, including that you don't like the shape of his earlobes. You are free to choose who to vote for and against. But if you're voting against O'Day because he wants to keep abortion legal up to a certain point, that is, he's pretty much in step with the American people of keeping first trimester abortion legal, and third trimester abortion illegal. Well, you know what you're doing? You are increasing the chances of making abortion legal again. You are doing the opposite of what your goal is, in the exact same way that those people who wanted to have magazines of their choice and for their gun are counterproductive because they're so purist. And this is the part I can't understand. Listen, I get angry about rhinos as well. I cannot stand them. I cannot stand the Kevin Priolas of the world. This is why when they're in office, if there is a way to replace them with better people, yes. But I would rather have a rhino in office so that we get leadership so that we could win an election, so that when a Supreme Court justice nominee comes through that will support overturning things like Roe versus Wade or support things like our Second Amendment, they will vote the right way. That's what's important. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those of you who are frustrated that O'Day isn't a hardcore conservative, you are absolutely right. He is not. 
if you are looking for a Bill Armstrong conservative, you're looking for a Wayne Allard conservative, he's not that guy. He is not that guy. He is not going to be maintenance-free. Every time I see Wayne Allard, former senator from Colorado, I always remind him that I always referred to him as the, the set-it-and-forget-it senator. Remember Ron Popeil from the Popeil Pocket Fisherman? God, I love Ron Popeil. So, yeah, so, yeah, the most ridiculous stuff. He had some rotisserie oven or something, and it, and it was, you set it and you forget it. The veterinarian from Northern Colorado, Wayne Allard, wasn't, wasn't the most exciting, charismatic guy. He, he didn't have all the, the tinsel of you know, Beto O'Rourke. He wasn't, he wasn't jazzy. He wasn't, he wasn't going to become a TikTok star. All right? this, he was not uh, Lauren Boebert. But he would always vote the right way. He would just vote the right way. He would just put his head down and get the job done. And he would vote the right way. And so you didn't need to you didn't need to pressure him. You didn't need to make sure that the constituents were on him and you didn't need you know, he just he just did his job. O'Day might not be that guy. O'Day might be that kind of senator that we might have to remind that, hey, this is an important vote. Please vote like a conservative. That's the cost. The other choice is Biden. The other choice is someone who will reject Supreme Court justices by the next Trump or maybe Trump himself if he wins re-election. Might be that guy who helps Biden put in the next Supreme Court justice who will take away your gun rights. Who will work to codify Roe versus Wade so that it's not up to the states. So that there's a federal law protecting abortion rights. So yeah, I get it. In your purest mindset, you're just such a good person. You cannot vote for someone who ever supports abortion. And you cannot vote for a bill that ever says there will be a limit to, to magazines. You go ahead and do that until all your freedoms are gone. You just go ahead and do that, and we lose. That's it. We lose. That type of logic might help you sleep at night, but it will take away your freedoms. It works against the very thing you're trying to get done. And if you don't understand that, then you are not thinking this through. You have a binary decision. That's it. You have a binary decision. Yeah, you can vote for some third party or you can not vote for either one. Both of those decisions just means Bennett wins. That's it. There are only two outcomes in the Senate race. Either Bennett wins, which means 
Biden wins, which means liberal judges win, which means codifying Roe versus Wade wins, which means everything you want wins, or you vote for O'Day, who is imperfect by your belief structure. Agreed. But who will help push your agenda in the right direction? And more importantly, get the judges that will keep your belief structure moving in the right way and will not vote to codify, will help help your causes. This is important. This is important. Would he codify something for protect first uh, trimester? Yeah, I think he said such such a thing. Will that happen? I don't know. There's a reason you vote for party over personality, because we have a party system. If you truly believe that your vote is meant to protect human life, then you vote for O'Day. There's no other way to do that. There's no other logical way to do that. I say it again. If you believe that the ballot that's sitting on your countertop right now is there to help save lives, you have no other choice. Otherwise, you're simply not thinking straight. Now, please tell me that I am wrong. And tell me logically how I am wrong. Don't tell me I just can't vote for somebody who, who supports abortion. That, that doesn't do it. Tell me the logic. 303-696-1971. In for Peter Boyles, I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. You're on 710 KNUS. So I saw The Who just about a week ago in Denver. Now keep in mind, they old. But they keep on going. So it's it's the two of them that are still alive from the original band. And they've got their, their backup guys. And they had a full orchestra. So think about this. They had, oh my God, you know, 50 folks in so they're doing Tommy and Quadrophini and all this other great stuff with a full orchestra. Strings, horns, timpani, you know, good stuff. And Pete Townsend, the guitarist, he's old. He, he looks like me. He's 77, so he's roughly 20 years older than I am. He's got a gut, he's bald, he's hunched over, and he's just wailing away on the guitar. And I'm looking at him going, you know, if that's growing old, I think I could do that. That's the way to do it. Anyway, I'm John Caldera. In for Peter. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. Listening into Jimmy's great show before this one, heard a lot of folks saying, I can't vote for Joe O'Day. He supports abortion. And therefore... I can't vote for him. Wow, it just blows my mind. 
So you're going to vote for the guy who's going to do so much more to cement abortion. It, it, it doesn't make any logical sense. It do, so you're not going to vote for either one, and I guess that way you sleep at night. But how do you sleep at night if abortion is your issue? If that's what is the moral calling for you, and you did nothing to advance the cause. I'm here to tell you, voting for O'Day, right now, at this point in time, with a week to go in the election, is the only thing you can do to advance the cause. Taking no action isn't advancing the cause, it's hiding under your blanket. 303-696-1971. Let's go to the phones. Jeff, good morning. So glad to have you. Hi, Jeff. Good morning, sir. I love when you're on. I learn a lot from you. Thank you. My pleasure. Um, I'm in the exact same situation and condition that you're talking about. I'm a conservative Republican, and of course I'm going to vote for O'Day for the, the exact reasons that you're discussing. My question is, what do you feel most independents do when there's a, let's just say, a presidential race? Logically, it's either going to be a, a Democrat or a conservative Republican that's going to, to win, but being an independent, do you think most independents still vote for an independent, knowing in all likelihood their candidate is not going to, to win the presidency, but to keep the faith of the party, do they vote? For well, the independent, or they vote for the Republican. This is this is a nitpicky thing for me, so you know, take it just as a pet peeve. But the, the, I don't like the term independent because there there is an independent party, and people are unaffiliated. So people who are not a member of either party are unaffiliated. Matter of fact, I am technically unaffiliated, although I've been a Republican since I was. Oh, what, 18? I reg- This is what kind of geek I am. I registered as a Republican and, and registered to vote on my 18th birthday. I remember going down to the courthouse to do that. What a loser. Anyway, um, but when they changed the they changed the law saying that uh, unaffiliated could vote in either primary, and I live in Boulder. There is no Republican primary. You know, this way I can mess around in the Democratic primary. I switched to unaffiliated. But unaffiliated means you're not a member of either party. And let's be honest, overwhelmingly, Democrats will vote for the Democrat. Overwhelmingly, Republicans will vote for the Republican, except the people who are, you know, just oddly inconsistent in their thought or non-logical in their thought um, and won't vote for a day because they can't vote for somebody who supports abortion. And so they'll vote for somebody who will be more dangerous and push abortion even more, which makes no sense. Um and so what, what will the unaffiliateds do? Well, most of Colorado is unaffiliated now. It used to be 20 years ago, most Coloradans, the plurality of Coloradans were Republican, then Democrats, and then in third place were unaffiliated. 10 years ago, it was about a third, a third, a third. Now, it is mostly unaffiliated, then Democrats, then, in last place, Republicans. The, the flavor of the state has changed. Thus, we're blue. So the question is, 
you know, what do the swath of unaffiliateds do? Let's let's remember, unaffiliated doesn't mean that they don't have a political leaning. For instance, I am a Republican unaffiliated. You know, so I, I, I on generals, I almost always vote Republican. I don't even know when I haven't voted Republican. There are those who do the same thing on the other side. And then there are a bunch of people. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying that. And then there's this five. Then there's this like five or ten percent of people who just vote for whoever they seem like is a nice guy. And I hate to say it, that's our elections are chosen by these squishy people in the middle who are not driven by policy like you and I are. They're driven by. I like him. I like her. Right. I think it's time for a black man or a woman or whatever. Instead sure. of being driven by taxes are too high or taxes are too low or important right. issues. Sure. So, you know, and it's, it's mad. Yeah, please go ahead. Um, I, I misspoke. I should not have said libertarian uh, or independent. I should have said libertarian. Oh, okay, okay. I can, certainly, I can certainly see lots of positives about the libertarians. If they are wanting their party to grow and become one of the big two, would a libertarian still waste the vote instead of voting for a conservative? <sighs> All right. So I, by philosophy, am a libertarian. I am a small L libertarian. Um, my philosophy of liberty and freedom much is described much more in the libertarian camp than the social conservative camp. That being said, God, I hate the libertarian party. Oh, please. Um, you know, the Republican party in my mind should be the party of liberty. And, um, and so that take a look at what, what the green party did to the Democratic Party. When the Green Party hurt the Democratic Party because it pulled those people out, what did the Democratic Party do? They just absorbed them. They just embraced those green issues so fully that the Green Party doesn't really exist any longer. It's not an issue. They absorbed them. The Republican Party refuses to do so with libertarian issues. And I understand it might be more difficult. Libertarians libertarians are the guys, and I'm talking large L libertarians, are the guys who would rather win an argument than win an election. And uh-huh. it's and it's and they do. They do. They they win arguments all the time. And that's why they've never won a legislative seat in Colorado. That's why um, they've never won a governorship. That's why they've never won any major seat in Colorado. And it's too bad because their policies in office would be superb. And I wish they would. I wish they would infiltrate the Republican Party. And when they have. It's been spectacular. I think of uh, Gail Norton, who was a libertarian, became a Republican, and became not only the attorney general for Colorado, but then also the secretary of the interior for the United States under George W. Bush. I think of Penn Fifter, one of the smartest guys in Colorado, uh, one of the uh, greatest defenders of taxpayers and the Taxpayer Bill of Rights, who spent eight years uh, 
as a state representative, as a Republican. Yeah, come into the Republican fold and teach Republicans what what liberty is all about. I, I, so I, I beg people, don't don't vote for libertarians in in the general election. Vote for the Republican. Well, that answer has been questioned nicely. Maybe in a couple more decades, we will all be as one one big happy family, right? We will be one liberty loving family. So I've got I've <laughs> got a couple of what I call political act my Keldera's political axioms. Um, the FCC regulations won't let me use language I like. So the first one is that there is nothing Republicans can't screw up. Um, and and the second one is that the closer two people are or two organizations are on the political spectrum, the more they hate each other. And that does that sounds that sounds um that sounds non intuitive, but think about it. You've got Republicans and libertarians who agree on ninety eight percent of everything, but they fight over the the little things. Um uh, and therefore they splinter each other. You've got two candidates in a primary who agree on most everything. Look at what happened between Ron Hanks and, and O'Day. They both want to stop the uh, Joe Biden uh, presidency from being successful. They want to turn the, the, um, um, the Senate. They want to stop liberals. They want to bring down taxes. They want to do all this stuff. But, but Ron Hanks won't vote for Joe O'Day. I mean, it's just, it's the way it works. I can hang out and have a beer with some of the most ridiculous socialists in, in the Capitol, and we can get along just fine. Why? Because we're not arguing over tactics or strategies or funders or who's going to get the credit or how we're going to build the coalition. We got... We don't have to worry about that stuff, so we can just talk about our kids and make fun of each other's positions. But we have <laughs> to work with the with people, and that's why you see the dysfunction in the Republican Party or in any coalition. That's where you find the real dysfunction. And so it's why it's harder for Republicans. It's Caldera's second political axiom. That's very hey, interesting. Have yourself I a terrific certainly... morning. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, give me a call. I really would love to hear from these folks who will not vote for Joe O'Day because of abortion. And I, I, and I want to hear why logically you won't do it. What's the logic behind it? And what I think I'm going to hear is, I cannot vote for someone who supports the killing of human life. No, that's 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 a you thing. You cannot bring yourself to vote for that person. The result of that action logically is you're doing more for the cause of killing life. You understand that, don't you? It means that the Senate will have perhaps a Democratic majority which means Chuck Schumer will be able to push forward more liberal judges. It means you will not be able to block conservative 
judges or block those liberal judges. It means that if we get a good president, we won't be able to get more conservative judges to protect those lives, to protect the Second Amendment, to protect the Constitution. You understand, logically, you're, you're hurting your own cause. It's, it's kind of, um, what's, what's the old World War II movie? You know, the, the Germans captured the guy who has all the secrets, and they're torturing the guy who has all the secrets, and your mission is to go and kill the guy who has all the secrets and bomb the German headquarters, knowing you're going to kill one of your own team so that you save 100,000 soldiers. Well, logically, you have to do it. Because you want to win the war. People who don't vote for O'Day, because I can't vote for somebody who supports abortion, they don't want to win the abortion war. I'm John Caldera. Keep it right here. 303-696-1971. You're on 710 KNUS. Ten minutes to the top. In for Pete, I'm John Caldera. Call me. Talk to me. we got things to talk about. 303-696-1971. I tell you what, let's just get to the phones. Margaret called in. Margaret, good morning. So glad to have you. Good morning, John. I'm glad to hear you are on there, because when I want some advice, I usually call your office. Anyway, um, I... Don't leave your husband. Don't leave your husband. Is that the advice? I won't leave my husband. My husband died 34 years ago. Anyway, I just want to say, you know, I went to a funeral back in Kansas, and at the entrance of the church, there was a sign that said, murder and abortion are the same except for the name. And I thought, yep, you're killing a human being that, whose life has started, and if you kill that human being, um, you're no different than if he was 20 years old. And I just, and the Denver Post did an editorial on, on Weiser, uh, the attorney general, and it was all about how pro-abortion he was. And I thought, where do you think you're going to spend eternity uh, one day? after promoting this and i just i was just shocked i just i don't know any democrat that's pro-life Brittany Pedersen said oh she she got something passed so that the preschoolers could uh go to school and i'm thinking yeah but you're you're in favor of murdering them before we we're closing 10 schools in denver i think 16 in lakewood there are no kids, and um, people have been scared to have children because of all the climate stuff, and then we've also killed a lot of them, and I True, just but, think, uh, let's, what are you doing? But let's I, step back this, for, for just a second, and I, I know it is really hard to, um, how to put it, divorce yourself from from your own moral beliefs, because they're good moral beliefs. But what makes the abortion debate so intractable, so intractable, is because it is a decision of where you want to draw the line. 
and your viewpoint, because you believe that life starts at conception or close to conception, is is certain. You are you you know it as fact. Yeah. And those who are pro-choice know it is not that that life does not start there as fact. And well, what do they think they're pregnant with? A toad? You know, I, I understand what you're going to say, and you can argue, and they can argue, and it'll be back and forth. The point I'm trying to make, so pull, pull yourself out of that for just a minute, is that this is a remarkably intractable, intractable debate. And that's why what? it is why it is is and will remain such a hot issue. The reason it isn't a hot issue in places like uh, um, Europe is that it wasn't it wasn't a top-down decree from the courts that decided it. It was a bottom-up decision that came up through the democratic process over over the decades. So what we are now going through after Roe versus Wade and the big fights we're having, including this year's um, fights over over candidates, this is what this is what they went through, you know, 80 years ago, 60 years ago, 50 years ago, 40 years ago. And so they've come to a consensus and it's kind of in the past. And their consensus largely is it's legal in the first trimester. It's not in the, the rest. That's when, been, do you, when do they think life begins if it doesn't I'm, begin I'm not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about... I'm not getting into that argument. I'm getting into the, the social policy of it. Right. What I'm saying is America now is just beginning that consensus. And we should have been, and Roe versus Wade stopped that social discussion uh, back in 1972. And it's too bad because now we are finally starting to have the very discussion you are having. And and in a generation or two, it will not be the violently disagreeable issue it is now. And I'd like to say something. I, I probably will vote for O'Day because he'd be much better than Bennett on a lot of issues. Not on this issue, maybe, but on a lot of other issues. But um, Oh, he'll be better on this issue than most Democrats, too. Well, probably so. I mean, now, now we can... Uh, we can destroy their life up until they're ready to come out of the womb. Right. I mean, and, and you know, and this that's, is where that's that's evil. Well, that's really well even evil. if even if you are anti-abortion, mm -hmm. would you rather abortion be legal all the way up to the uh, point of birth, or no. would you rather it be legal up to the first trimester? Well, if I've, it is going to be legal, is good. Neither one is good. You're agreed. Neither one is no good because we don't have toads. But that's we not what beings. I asked. I asked if you were to, ha if both were legal, would you want one to be legal and the other one to be illegal? And the answer would be yes. <laughs> you would well, rather it be illegal at one trimester than at birth, would you not? Well, I, I couldn't do that. Let me try it again. I, I just couldn't do that because, you know, we're going to, face eternal life one of these days and I'm Margaret, going to have to answer for what I've I've got done. 10 seconds. If there 
if the choice is between it being legal up to birth or legal up to the first trimester and you are the one to decide and the default is up to birth, what would you decide? I wouldn't vote. <laughs> so then it would be legal up to birth. Then it would be legal up to birth well, and that would have been your decision. You know, I, this I is a this one, is a this is Democrat a thought experiment. This is a thought that. experiment. Work with me on this, Margaret. This is important. Thought experiments are important. They help exercise our brains. Come on, I am late, 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 late for a break. For a break, help me real fast. Try it again, real fast. I left Come on. After they passed Roe versus Wade. Good God, Margaret! Focus, focus, focus. Thought experiment. You are the last person to make this decision. The default, if you make no decision, is it is legal up to birth. Or you not can flip this switch. Birth. It's not legal, period. <clears throat> last time. Last time. Otherwise, you're an ostrich with your head in the sand. This is a thought experiment. <laughs> well, I, I'll probably vote for O'Day because he'll no, be better. No, you're not answering the question I'm asking. You're not focusing. Margaret, this is a thought experiment. Do not answer any other question than the one I put in forward in front of okay, you. Do not uh, giggle. Uh, Do not giggle. I want to prove Do, of it. I Do not giggle. Do not giggle. Do not answer any question. Do not comment on anything else. This is a thought <laughs> experiment. Are you ready? Yes. Do not giggle. This is <sighs> the thought is it is legal to birth. You have the sole decision to make it legal only up to the first trimester. Do you, Margaret, pull the switch to make it legal only up to the first? Well, I vote for O'Day. That's what I'm doing. Ah, good God, Margaret. Are you a progressive and you cannot answer a straight question to, uh, directly? <laughs> you, want me, you want me to say that this is okay. And it, it, no, it, that's not what I'm saying at all. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying I want you I to do this to vote, thought experiment. I have to vote. If I vote for O'Day, I'm I am not talking about O'Day. Stop. Do not say the word O'Day. Do not say anything. Do okay, not giggle. Okay. Answer the thought trimester, experiment. I, I, Do you not have not, the mental capacity to that, answer this thought experiment? I'm going to say it for the last time, and then we're going to say goodbye, because you obviously <laughs> do not have the mental acuity to answer this simple question. <laughs> what are you giggling about? Well, I have to vote this way this, uh, this year. We're not talking about this year. Do you understand I'm presenting a thought experiment to you? About abortion, not about O'Day, not about this year, not about anything else. I'm trying to understand your thought process. I'm trying to understand how Margaret and people like Margaret think. And if you answer this question, it helps me understand you. So here it goes. Are you ready, Margaret? Stretch yeah. your brain. I am so late for a break. I'll never be able to work and talk radio if you don't answer this damn question. <laughs> and now you're giggling again. Are you ready? I'm ready. The question of this thought experiment is... Currently, it is legal, abortion is legal up to birth. Margaret, in this thought experiment, you can make it legal only up to the first trimester. Do you or don't you press the button? Yes or no? Just say yes or no. Yes. Thank you. Why was that so hard? And that if you are anti-abortion, that is the right answer. Why was that so tortured? I've got to run. Thank you for answering Thank the question. So Finally, got to run. You're on 710 KNUS. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.